Well, Rave might have had the exclusive, but uh, Chuck Espinoza gave us a good 40-plus minutes of his time. It's the All Things Techie Podcast, episode 62. The All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X-T-R-E-M-E, media.ie. Chuck actually blew up the AV internet yesterday, or maybe about two or three days ago, by announcing that um, as of Wednesday, he will not be an Invicta employee. And everyone thought, no, he's having a joke. Even I thought he was having a joke. But he's jo- <laughs> he, joined, he joined us on the All Teens Techie Podcast, episode 62. Um, I didn't get to break the news. I feel very, very hurt that I, I wasn't allowed to break the news, but I, I haven't for longer in a podcast. We've already spent the past nearly 40 minutes talking about AV stuff, because that's what we do when Chuck and I get together. But Chuck, what what happened? <laughs> I, think you, I think your phone hasn't stopped with the same question. Oh, yeah, my phone has been, it's literally every night, it, it's melting. And uh I, it's actually melting right now. Um, it's it's going. I get buzzes and beeps from LinkedIn and Twitter and uh, and uh, Facebook and texts and emails. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm changing jobs. Uh, I'm I'm going to teach somewhere else, and uh, I know that was a, a big shock for people because uh, I am uh, you know a lot of people. Uh, and first of all, I got to say I'm very thankful to the AV community and to all of our. Um, uh, the everybody I work with, the the people at Vixa, the people in the AV community that have uh, been nice enough to come to my classes and 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 participate in the sharing of knowledge and the sharing of AV education. Um, so I want to say thank you first to everybody. The support and the outreach has been incredible. Um, I really have felt truly like loved and 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 supported by the industry so thanks to everybody um uh a few years ago uh avixa went through some changes avixa uh decided to restructure and uh along with that restructure we restructured the education department going with a new model and i gave it a shot and uh it we talked about uh, how we were going to do AV education, trying a couple new things. And uh, it was very hard. Um, it, it was a lot more work. There's less people. And this happened a lot with people during the pandemic. You know, you, you lost a lot of good people during the pandemic. Uh, everybody did. And so uh, gave this a shot, really gave it a 100%, you know, college try. And uh, after so many years, I figured out that, um, this just wasn't the direction that I would like to go. And I talked to management about it. I talked to uh, our uh, department and I know the reasons they're doing this. I I know the reasons they're going in the direction they are going. And uh, it it just, I wasn't uh, completely on board with it. And I'm not one to, to, Uh, stay at an organization and say, well, unless you do it my way, I'm going to cause a bunch of issues and not do this and that. Like I, I see what they're doing. I see the way they're going. And uh, if that's the direction they want to go, I wish them nothing but luck and nothing but, uh, uh, you know, uh, success. 
uh that's just not for me and it, it came I, out at the exact same week where there has been so much upset in the technology industry between elon musk locking people out of uh twitter facebook deciding to half its staff nearly as well or do a big axe and grind against his staff and then chuck announces this in a very cryptic linkedin social media type of way and everyone's thinking whoa <laughs> is a vix letting go of more staff but no this has been this has been a personal decision for you yeah yeah this is just it's just me um saying you know what i i i tried it um i really gave it a like i said a good uh think and a, and um really i want to make sure when i make a decision to part ways with someone that i've tried everything i possibly could and um there's no hard feelings. There's no like, I'm, I have a party today. They're throwing me a party, a going away party. And I'm still teaching at the show. I'm still uh, helping uh, as a volunteer with education, with certification. Um, I'm working with the Avixa Women's Council right now currently to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, develop That's a study the, group. We're going to just hold that as your, your line of I'm working with the Avixa Women's Group. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, so the Avixa Women's Group approached me and said, uh, we want a, a bunch of the women in the Avixa Women's Group want to get their CTS. They want to do it at the show. Uh, we don't know how to get from point A to Z. Uh, we need help. And I said, sure, no problem. This is what I do. I would love to help you guys. Um, you know, Tammy Fuque is a, a great friend of mine. Uh, Hope Roth, one of the uh women that are helping out with the instruction. Hope and I go way back, man. We're really, really good, really good friends. Um, so of course, I'm gonna do whatever I can. I'll do whatever I can to help anybody get certified. You know, this man, yeah. I, I like I will talk to you at night, I will chit chat with you on Saturdays and Sundays. So when somebody comes and says, We have this group that needs help, of course, I'm gonna help them. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been uh, helping them develop a, a study program and with different instructors coming in to talk to them. And uh, for the women's group, we really did try and keep it female centric. So we have different female instructors coming in to talk to them and, and finding people who have different specialties in the areas. Um, they've tried study groups before, but it was just like, hey, let's get together and study. And that doesn't work so well uh, because some people get in and they say, well, I don't really need this mm -hmm. thing or or whatnot i've tried that with the cts i took is it still yeah. doesn't work you know especially if it's if you're going across time zones and have family and stuff like that you know it's yeah. it's easier to yeah and um, so that you're you're hinting on something there you might be moving on but you you seem that you will be still doing training for Vixa in different ways shapes and forms well yeah uh so uh, if when you think of a VIXA, one of the things you think about is AV education. That's one of the biggest benefits of being an AVIXA member. And regardless of uh, how I feel about uh, the restructuring or or uh, maybe a, a way they want to go with their mission, if they want to go a different way or if they want to do something different that I didn't agree with, that's and I'll I will scream this from the top of the mountaintops is I'm here to teach the AV community always. I'm here to learn from the AV community. I'm here to uh, get together with members and see what knowledge that is is plaguing them. And if I can help, that's what I want to do. And just because I'm, I, I don't like a, a business decision or I don't agree with a business decision and I don't want to argue with that business decision, um, it doesn't mean I'm going to take 
that away from the industry. And that's what I, you know, I talk to a lot of my fellow instructors, volunteer instructors, adjunct faculty, like I'm not going to stop trying to help the industry for mm-hmm. anything. If I left a VIXA and went anywhere else, like I, I don't care if I started a job as a truck driver, I'm still going to teach AV because that's what the industry needs. And that's what the industry wants. And there's that, they, you know, they're, they're hungry for it. And I think that not volunteering with the VIXA, it's it's not. Uh, first of all, I'm not upset at a VIXA. We, there's no hard feelings at all. I I love everybody there, my AV family that uh, we work with side by side. Um, we still get along great. There's no like I'm not mad at management or anything like that. I talked to Pam yesterday and and we laughed and gave each other hugs and there are tears. Uh, it's there's no bad feelings at all uh but i don't ever want the av industry to not have an outlet to go to when mm. they say i need help um, because and, you have you know, become after, after tom you have become well tom and yourself and marcus they're, you're all different personalities that made the training team and of course like during COVID. There was a bit of uh, job cuts and Marcus gone off his way. Tom's gone off his way. But when I know you hinted offline to me that like Marcus could be joining you and and so forth, that we weren't allowed to announce anything. And I had to keep my mouth shut where Gary Kay had the rights to the exclusive. Um, but I, I watched that yesterday on LinkedIn. And I think the best comment that came through was, oh, holy shit, it's Marcus joining Chuck in Aura. If Tom comes along here, I'm going to fall off my sleep. I think everyone was going to fall off their seats if Tom came into that chat right there and then. Yeah, Tom's Tom's happy at Almo. Oh, oh man, I'm telling you, my phone, everything is just blown. Uh, no, I'm not cutting this out. No, I, I think it's, yeah. I think it's great that every, every like my every device I have is just it goes it's not, off. It's not a big calling you going, please reconsider, please. No, no, no. It's uh, it was another industry member. Uh, just calling to wish me congratulations. It's actually Caleb Nelson, one of the adjunct faculty from Avix, a very good friend of mine. Yeah, the uh, one that you got rolling cable for many years. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's just—I'm uh, sure he's just calling to say, "Hey, bro, like, good on you." Um, so, what is exactly is the title, Chuck, of the new role? Like, so the new role's title is a global director of education. I'm going to be developing education, and we are uh, Aurora is a global company. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, distribution all over the world, and the same problems plague people in the UK and in Europe and in Mumbai and everywhere else that plague in the US. So. Uh, let's just let's take this on the road and 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 figure out what's plaguing people and then figure out a, a way to teach people how to diagnose that and how to fix those things. Um, I know Marcus is very shy and I asked Marcus, would he join us on this show? And he said, no, I'll leave it up to Chuck. <clears throat> so here's a little secret that a lot of people don't know. Um, when Marcus and I were working at Evixa together in the same office and stuff, I get a lot of credit for stuff because I come on podcasts and, and talk on Facebook and stuff. If it wasn't for Marcus, I would literally be laying in a ditch somewhere in Amsterdam. Uh, <laughs> Marcus keeps me on track. Marcus, like I am I, a lot of times I'm thinking a thousand miles a minute and I miss stuff. 
And I miss sometimes important stuff. And when I turn around to say, holy crap, I miss the important stuff. There's Marcus with the package of important stuff going, I already took care of it, dude. Like, and Tom, here's another thing I got to say is Tom Care. Okay. First of all, Tom Care is my mentor. Tom Care is also one of my heroes. Uh, I got into being an instructor because of the tutelage of Tom Care. And Tom doesn't get a lot of pats on the back either. He's very humble. He has mm-hmm. a lot of humility. He doesn't blow himself up. Um, you know, Tom knows 10 times the amount of knowledge that I do, both about uh, AV and about education, the science of education. Um, Tom gets no recognition because he sits in the background. He does his thing. He teaches people. And and when it's time for the the backpats to to be doled out tom pushes everybody else forward so uh you know tom and marcus both uh are giants when it comes to knowledge and being able to get knowledge across i get the kudos because i'm here on the podcast and i post stuff on social and uh i get out there on twitter and i talk to people and meet people uh those guys i'll tell you they put in as much, if not more work than I do when it comes to educating people. So I just want to make that, you know, a lot of people have been saying, Chuck, you're doing this, Chuck, you're doing that. Is Marcus going to work for you? Marcus is coming to work. They hired us as a team. And that was one of the things they said, we, when they first approached us, they said, we want to hire you both and you're going to be equal in this thing. And we need to be because we have different skill sets. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus is a coding phenom and he knows networks like nobody's business. Um, I don't. I'm not the network guy. I, I am not the coder. I know a little bit, just like everybody else. You know, you need to know stuff nowadays, but I'm the one that deals with physics. I'm the one that deals with the math. I'm the one that deals with project management and project workflow. Um, so, what we have together, that team of Marcus and I, is we cover all the bases. Mm-hmm. Now, Marcus, it doesn't mean Marcus doesn't know about physics or math or project management, but uh, his his skills in networking are so far above mine um, that that's his thing. And if I need to back him up on that, I can. With He can give me the little stuff, right, for networking. <laughs> um, but when it comes to that... Hey, how do we how do we punch out this code? That's gonna go right to him. Let's so, let's go back on what you said about like if it wasn't for Marcus, you'd be in a ditch in Amsterdam <laughs> after an IC. Well, I think I think the same goes for like maybe Marcus is like the big brother looking after you, but you're the big brother looking after Jeremy who's behind you. Like yeah, yeah. Well, Marcus, Marcus is definitely uh, it's it, <laughs> It, I wouldn't say big brother, little brother. It was like, like we're twins. It's just, I'm shorter, you know, <laughs> okay. uh, but I mean, we both but just we still both, kick his ass. <laughs> no, no. We, we look after each other and it, it's just, I get bombarded with people because I'm out on social media more. And so Marcus, you know, the, the great thing is I don't ever have to ask him for help. He Mm. can see when I'm getting underwater and he can feel it. And like, this is why we make such a great team. Like I'm starting to talk to people and stuff's going on in the background. It's going to start catching me. And he's like, nope, you're not going to get that. Mm. And and like, this isn't going to catch up and sneak up on you. And he's always got my back every single time. I don't have to ask for it. I don't have to think about it. Like he's always got my back. Uh, I remember one time, and this is, this exemplifies the whole thing. 
we were teaching flash tracks, right, at the at ISE. Mm-hmm. And so I was teaching. I had to do an interview with AV Nation. And then the tweet up was afterwards. And it was all bam, bam, bam. And, you know, walking across the rye was like a, you know, oh, it took like 20 minutes. Yeah, don't so, miss those. <laughs> so I left my backpack, which had my room key and all my stuff in the, the flash track booth. And uh, that was kind of home base for us. So I taught and then immediately after my class, I said, okay, I've got a bolt. So I left all my stuff in there, bolted to the AV Nation um, interview, did the interview with AV Nation. And then it was the last interview of the day. We have to get to the tweet up. So I go right to the tweet up and I get to the tweet up and I'm talking and you time's getting away. And I'm like, holy crap, man, it's 530. Like they closed the booth half an hour ago. My backpack's in there, all my stuff, my phone, my keys, my wallet, everything's in the booth locked up and i'm like i'm gonna have to find somebody i don't my phone i don't even have my phone i don't know what's going and i turned around to figure out what i was going to do and there's marcus and he he's handing me my backpack and he goes yeah uh i didn't know where the tweet up was so i i went to the av nation thing because i know you're at av nation and they're like he went to the tweet up and the tweet up's over here so i kind of found you like dude yeah (laughs) you found me at a random place in the rye he's like yeah i had to walk i walked to this other place first i thought you might be there and i came back like like he didn't think about this is gonna be a pain in the butt or anything he just did the thing and he knew like i was talking to people doing pr you know all that all the stuff and he just covered my back do you see the the two of you growing your team now that's or is it too early of days to say that would you would you like to grow the team more i would like to grow a team more uh we have to see what's going to be right for the company um you know if if the if we get into it and we start doing everything that we need to do and um we because we do have a plan we have a very specific plan for all the educational stuff and we can accomplishment and we can accomplish everything we need to and we don't need another team member i don't want to hire somebody just for the sake of hiring somebody um if we come down the road and and uh paul says hey that's great we've done all this stuff now i want to expand and we need to bring another person on because there's going to be more work uh paul's really smart knowing you know if you give somebody too much work uh, even if they start doing it and taking on stuff, there gets to be a point of diminishing return where you have more work than you can do quality, right? Yep. And they say you have like 10 pounds of bologna on a five pound sandwich, like the bologna starts falling off and, mm-hmm. and work starts getting bad. So if it gets to the point where we have too much stuff and we need to hire another one, we'll talk to Paul. And, uh, you know, if if you have too much work, that's a good thing. That means we're doing a lot of stuff. So if it gets to the point where we're doing that much stuff and we need another person, yeah, we'll expand. We'll, you know, we'll talk to them about expanding. We talked offline, Chuck, like the the major difference between Aura and its competitors, and we don't even need to name the competitors. We'll leave that up to the AV listeners to to gather what the competitors to Aura is. It's open source. It's going to be, it's going to be <laughs> like in Ireland, I don't see much aura stuff. It's it, we're we're dealing with the big guns of Crestron and AMX, um, maybe some Extron stuff in in higher education, but predominantly Crestron. And one pet hate of mine all the time is if you want to get uh, Crestron programming or if you want to get the simplest of Crestron things done, 
you need to like join the the Freemasons or something like that. And that's no that's no offense to the Freemasons or Creston, but it's just too tight, you know. And trying to find programmers, I th- and working in higher ed, this is where I would like to go down the route of going. Yeah, I want something that if I want to change the source code, I can change the source code. I can power this thing on and off, and I can write my own code. Um, yeah, some other AV companies do that too. Do you think that's going to be a lot of your your training videos and your training going forward for for? So uh, I'll tell you what I do is the way I'm approaching building a training department, building education is just like I approach a project. Um, the very first thing before I say I'm going to do this, I need to see what needs to be done. Mm. So it, it, the uh, I mean, you would never go into a, an audio visual project saying, "Okay, design me a system." and have designers start designing a system. The very first thing you need to say is what needs to be done? What do we need to accomplish? What's going to make us successful in this endeavor? So, I mean, if I just said, design me a system, you say, oh, I got this big video wall and all this other stuff and audio processing for THX around, like, I just need a huddle space. Like, I, I want to <laughs> make it seriously. Yeah, so yeah. the very first thing we're going to do, and I again, I talked to Paul about this and then I, I, we talked to Marcus, uh, we need to figure out what needs to be done. So um, we are talking about going through all the customer service logs, gathering data analytics on what are people calling to Aurora about saying, I have problems with this. And the first place you go is customer service, right? Like that's when the, when it, when it hits the fan, so to speak, people call customer service, customer service keeps logs. They put tickets in for this very reason. So I want to go through all the uh, customer service calls of, that they've had for you know a few years and gather the data on this. Is it environmental? Is it um, a, a, a lack of understanding of how to set the equipment up or what the equipment actually does or you know whatever the problem is? There could be a, a hundred different problems. I want to find out what the problem is and then I want to fix the problem. And then mm-hmm. you know so we'll find out what the biggest problem is and do education for that and then find out what the next biggest problem and just go down the line uh, yeah. a, a very logical approach to designing an educational program so once we have this stuff designed and implemented and you know we start seeing these problems go away uh when you have the little problems and you say okay we can uh, it's kind of like this kind of like that or we can uh send you to this site to get more education on this thing then we can start developing um maybe non uh, equipment or non-manufacturer type training where it's hey what does a network do not just our network but any network how does it work what are the different layers and we we're talking about you know uh in this in how transports work how your data gets through is you know you start with um segments and then packets and then frames and then bits and a lot of people don't know that and when we start looking at how uh our where our data is getting bogged down at because i mean it's all data now we're we're getting video signals and audio signals and we're changing them into data into bits mm. what type of bits uh you know hd base t is not uh, is not ethernet uh, ap yeah. over i av over ip 
is Ethernet. So it's going to break it down to packets. HD-based-C, different technology. Let's figure out where the data is binding up, what's making it not fast, and let's fix that. And that if that's an environmental thing, if it's your network, or it's like my network right now, I don't know what's going on with it. It's actually my computer. It's not my network because your video is coming in crystal clear. <laughs> I'm looking at my upload and I'm, I have like 10 megs a second going up, but I look like max headroom in my thing. Um, where's that, where's that going? And I'm getting a bunch of like, my hard drive keeps going offline. I keep getting these notices. So I, I probably have to read. I hope, I hope Aura's, like, do you have to give all this equipment back to Avixa now that you're left? <laughs> well, I've taken, I've taken all the Avixa equipment back. This is all. And most of the time, uh, Unless it's super expensive, I buy my own equipment. I'm a big fan about that. Yeah. Um, Aurora's going to, I know Aurora's going to have some demo equipment for me to bring home and, and Marcus, and we're going to lab it out. Like I, I have a whole lab at my house. So I'm going to, you know. That sort of brings me on to that question. Like just before COVID and when you visited Dublin, that's when you talked about buying this new ranch of yours. You've been living in the ranch. You've been secluded on the ranch during, during lockdown. It's like no one's near me for, for miles and miles. <laughs> I have my dog, I have my animals. Um, yep. With the headquarters being in New Jersey, you won't have to relocate. You're going to yep. still be working. Now, I'm going to be working from home and Jersey's only a four hour drive. For me, yep. that's enough. I mean, I drive all over the place. I love driving. Um, that's it's cake. Uh, and Marcus just lives a couple hours away from me. So, you know, Marcus actually watches my dog when I go out of town and, and, you know, I'll hit my dog and his dog are great friends. So he could bring his dog over to my place. Marcus comes over and hangs out every now and then, uh, I'll probably go, go down to his place and hang out sometime. Cause he has a pool. Um, but with the company headquarters in Jersey, it's a quick drive. If I need to actually go up and, and, uh, get stuff from the factory or work with stuff in the factory. I, but most of the time, I mean, we're talking about ones and zeros. We could do it like we're doing this now. Yeah, true. As as very I'm, true. I'm not. Um, that, now you, you had, you used to talk to me about the boxes and boxes of Lego in your house. Are you keeping that for your daughter? Yeah. My daughter has all the Legos. She's actually had all the Legos for, um, the last year or so she likes to build stuff. I don't know if you've seen Facebooks of my, I, I Facebook stuff with my kid all the time. Mm -hmm. um, she's actually getting into tools now. Like she's nine and she, uh, she's been building log benches for the outside fireplace. She built me shelves for my kitchen. Uh, she changed the oil in the Hummer. Like she's, she's getting into daddy's toolbox. So the Legos are fun. And it, I think it was good for her to, you know, start when she was, five and six, like creating different things and, and figuring out, Hey, I can make this. And she does Roblox and things like that now, but she's actually starting to get into, Hey, this is like, I can work with Unistrut and Allthread and uh, she's learning different hardware names. And, you know, we go and she's like, Hey daddy, if we get some of that and some of this, can I build this other thing? I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's get that. And, you know, I've got a garage full of tools and I have a lab and my kid's a chip off the old block. She wants to build stuff. So uh, I never turn that down. Hey, buddy, you want to build this? Yeah, let's go figure it out. Um, the greatest thing I ever heard from her is uh, for Father's Day um, a couple of years ago, she said, what do you want for Father's Day, Dad? And I said, I want shells in the kitchen. She said, I don't know how to do that. And I said, okay, um, we can go into the garage and uh, I have wood and I have stain and stuff and I can show you how to build shells. Would you like to do that? And she goes, 
we could just make stuff. I could just make stuff. And I said, yeah. Oh. And she goes, cool. I want to make it. I don't know how, but I'm going to learn. You're going to teach me and I'm going to make it. So now I was like, hey, kid, I have to change the oil in the Hummer. You want to watch? And she's like, can I help? Yeah, you can help. And then the next time I'm like, hey, I got to change the oil in the Hummer. She's like, oh, can I do it? Can I take off the drain pan? Can I, you know, take off the, the oil filter? And then the next time it's like, hey, why don't you take that oil filter off while I go get the oil? I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love that. So like she just does stuff and I encourage her doing stuff. So um, yeah, she has the Legos, doesn't play with them a lot anymore because we have like cars to work on. <laughs> what what are you going to miss the most? Like you've been how many years with the Vixen now? 15? More? Yeah, no, no, half that. Seven and a half. Tom Seven was half. there 15. Okay, I'll tell you what I missed the most. And what I missed the most is uh, what happened two years ago, mm. uh, well over two years ago, when uh, Tom, Marcus, and Christy and I were a team. Uh, mm. A team is not somebody you work with. The team is people you trust. And when they let everybody go for the restructuring and kept me, uh, I lost my team. Mm. And the thing I I miss about being in the Marine Corps, if I could still be in the Marine Corps, I'd still be in the Marine Corps. Today's Marine Corps birthday, by the way. Ooh, up a fi. Um, thing I miss about being in the Marine Corps and the thing I really loved about working at Avixa was the camaraderie that I had with my team. Um, I'll tell you, one of the big things that uh, made me choose Aurora is they said, we want to hire you and Marcus both. Mm. Um, I've talked to companies, I've talked to different manufacturers and uh, different places before, and they said, we want to hire you, we'll pay you this much, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, oh, that's a good offer. That's a good offer. Let me think on it. Let me think on it. Uh, when, when you Aurora, hire a friend and a, a well, colleague, it's, it's totally different. It is. It's not, And he's not just a friend and a colleague. Mm. The way we work together, like I was saying before, uh, the just the way we think, it's like, you have three quarters of a puzzle and there's three quarters of a puzzle and it makes more than just, or, you know, half a puzzle and half a puzzle. It makes more than just one puzzle. Uh, I was making rice Krispie treats and I'm like, Hey man, I'm going to make some rice Krispie treats and yeah, I'm going to make a bacon flavored. So I'm going to actually, yeah, yeah. Bacon rice Krispies. So I'm going to get bacon bits and put them in the rice Krispie treats. And Marcus said, well, you know, you have to use fat and they use butter how about instead of two cups of butter, you put a cup of butter and a cup of bacon grease. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And you know what I could do is I could drizzle. a heart attack on a place, but there you go. And I was like, you know, I could drizzle chocolate too. So I like chocolate covered bacon. And Marcus said, yeah, not just drizzle chocolate, but sprinkle some sea salt. And I was like, oh my God, I have the perfect rice gravy tree. The bacon on the inside, chocolate on the outside with a little bit of sea salt you got your sweet your salty all mixed in together and on top so that's the way we always have done things it's like or marcus would say i have this idea and i'm like yeah and you can do this other thing he's like oh yeah and with that i can do this other thing so so what you're telling just, me is you're both about influence on each other yes well <laughs> we're both we're, we're both we feed off each other's ideas and tom that was like this too and we fed off each other's ideas and we made more than we could have just made by ourselves or just sticking two random people together i i um, see i see tom sitting back in the corner just watching going okay you go off and kill yourselves guys <laughs> well we would the beauty about tom is the beauty about tom is we would make a thing and you know marcus and i would exhaust our our um options or our ideas and tom would be like 
okay, you missed this, this, and this, and you forgot about that thing. And we're like, oh crap, how do we do this? So like, it was, it was great because Tom had paid so much attention to detail about everything, everything. Um, so we would come up with the good and flashy thing or, you know, the, this, this cool thing that we could do. And Tom would say, okay, now these four things need to be fixed. And we're like, oh yeah, you're right. Um, so the thing about, uh, Aurora, when Aurora approached me, the very first thing they said is we don't just want to hire you. We want to hire you and Marcus. And that's what made my, my like, and that, that right there that's a big statement. And that statement says, you know, a lot of people said, we want an education department. We want you to come build our education department. I'm like, okay, that's cool. 